Just don't wanna be a pretty wife With the rocks, bowlers, and eye rollers That's where she'll be tonight She loves that city life Just don't wanna be cases smash all-time records with New Year's Eve just hours away. Nearly half a million testing positive in the U.S. in a single day. New York City shattering its high. Subways there closing down. But thousands still set to ring in 2022 in Times Square. The CDC's alarming new warning to avoid cruise ships, even if you are vaccinated. All passengers now asked to quarantine for five days after their trip. Mass evacuations, tens of thousands told to flee near Denver as 110 mile an hour wind gusts fuel wildfires now racing toward multiple towns. It's just all burned, it's all black. The holiday travel mess getting worse. Another round of flight cancellations now stretching into the new year. Tough talk. President Biden one-on-one -on -one with Vladimir Putin today. What they discussed in that high-stakes phone call. Shocking body camera footage. Police forced to shoot an endangered tiger at a Florida zoo to save a worker's life. The new questions tonight about why he was anywhere near the animal in the first place. And lasting legacies. We celebrate the lives lost this year, the iconic figures who helped change the world. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Good evening, I'm Peter Alexander in tonight for Lester. Just a day ahead of those festive New Year's Eve celebrations, a sobering reality check with COVID cases raging across the country. The latest tally, another all-time high, nearly 500,000 new infections in a single day. The eye-popping case count causing major staffing shortages and more travel nightmares. Some cities are now canceling their New Year's festivities, but here in New York, the mayor is allowing a scaled-back crowd into Times Square for the iconic ball drop. Still tonight, there is some promising news that Omicron cases are less severe among the vaccinated, keeping hospitalizations down, and we're learning new details about the effectiveness of the vaccine in kids. We begin tonight with NBC's Sam Brock. Tonight, the U.S. is barreling toward the New Year's holiday under a tidal wave of new COVID cases, shattering the daily record with nearly half a million infections Wednesday or roughly double the previous high last winter. The 1.9 million cases in a week means three Americans are now testing positive every single second. With New York City at the epicenter, notching 74,000 infections in 24 hours. We want to show the world that New York City is fighting our way through this. It's really important uh, to not give up in the face of this. Rehearsals today for the Times Square ball drop for New Year's Eve still happening despite the new COVID benchmark. The city's test positivity rate is almost 20% and deaths are nearing 100 per day for the first time in months. 
critical city infrastructure getting hit hard. Some subway lines are shutting down because so many transit workers are ill. And the FDNY reporting 30% of EMS workers are out sick too. Now the cruise industry getting hit again. After recent outbreaks, the CDC today warning travelers to avoid cruise travel regardless of vaccination status because even fully vaccinated travelers may be at risk of getting and spreading COVID. The cruise industry calling the warning perplexing, saying only a very slim minority of those on board have tested positive. Oh, I'm tired of it, man. It's, it's getting super annoying. But there is no sign of a letdown. Only relentless lines to get tested with an ongoing shortage of COVID tests nationwide. From Wisconsin. I tried coming here yesterday, but the line was ridiculously long. To Miami where lines stretch literally for miles. Today, Florida also breaking its all-time record for daily positive cases. What we've seen is an overwhelming spike in demand for tests. Ron Gonsalves is the general manager of Nomi Health Testing in Florida. Yesterday, we hit a record here, which is over 66,000 tests just here in Miami-Dade County alone. The Biden administration under fire for not being prepared on testing promising free at-home kits to all Americans starting at the beginning of January, but now saying they won't sign a contract with the test manufacturer until late next week. Meanwhile, the CDC says fewer hospitalizations suggest Omicron is presenting as a milder disease than previous variants. But the sheer scale of infection, forcing 48 states to call upon the National Guard, including Wisconsin and Georgia, watching those boots on the ground roll in. We are going to see the number of cases in this country rise so dramatically that we're going to have a hard time keeping everyday life operating. And Sam joins us now. Sam, we're also learning more tonight about the FDA's next steps on boosters for children ages 12 to 15. Yeah, Peter, that's right. A person with knowledge of the plan tells NBC News that Pfizer booster could be approved by the FDA in a matter of days. This, Peter, as the CDC releases a number of new studies tonight about kids and the vaccine, including one of them showing it is extremely rare for the vaccine to lead to complications in younger children. Peter. Sam Brock in Miami, Florida tonight. Sam, thank you. Now to the state of emergency just declared in Colorado. Tens of thousands suddenly ordered to evacuate their homes to escape several dangerous wildfires there. Crews outside Denver right now battling fierce flames fueled by punishing winds. Some gusts topping 110 miles an hour. Emily Ikeda has the very latest. Tonight, a life-threatening situation near Boulder, Colorado, where fires are forcing thousands of families to evacuate. This fire is frankly a force of nature. Flames reaching their doorsteps, people desperately trying to get to safety. God help us. On foot and by car, entire communities on the move in a panicked escape from the fast-moving flames. Just traffic, so much traffic. That little town um, is just all trying to get out. One hospital already treating at least six burn victims. They are actively running from fire behind them. Plumes of thick smoke darkening the sky everywhere residents turn. The fire is crossing right at the golf course and traffic is backed up in it. A possible cause for the three fires? Downed power lines, according to local officials, as whipping winds plague the area, strong enough to topple tractor trailers. All aircraft here grounded. Some gusts more than 110 miles per hour, making the fight for firefighters nearly impossible. The battle worsened by the parched grounds in Colorado. The area in an extreme drought with just 1.6 inches of rain since August. So we're potentially talking about over 500 homes and uh, you know, thousands of people in, in need and in crisis tonight. Potential relief, though, on the way, with snow forecasted to move in tomorrow. 
But for too many, it could be too late as furious flames burn a path of destruction. Emily Ikeda, NBC News. The winds whipping up. Those fires are part of a major winter storm system already causing massive backups at the nation's airports tonight. And it comes as airlines are already reeling from those COVID sick outs heading into another busy holiday weekend. Steve Patterson is tracking it all. Tonight, the great cancellation of holiday air travel now on a collision course with the new year. After four days in a row of more than a thousand cancellations, airlines are trimming down even more. Got to the airport, got on the plane, everything was fine, and then one of the pilots didn't show up. Delta, already announcing a cutback of two to 300 flights every day through the New Year's weekend. Alaska Airlines thinning by 20%, strongly urging travelers with non-essential trips before January 2nd to rebook. And JetBlue canceling 1,280 flights from now until mid-January. We're going to continue to see staffing shortages at the airlines, which are the primary factor of these cancellations. So simply put, uh, there is no clear end in sight. The chaos caused by surging Omicron cases impacting airline staff and bands of relentless severe weather lashing the country from coast to coast. 11 million in the south at risk of hail, powerful winds, and possible tornadoes by tomorrow, like what may have touched down in Alabama after it tore through the region. We've got a lot of structure damage. Uh, the, the, we've got windows blown out. We've got roofs that are in the middle of the street. And a massive winter storm is making its way east, expected to dump several inches of snow from Denver to Detroit right in time for the holiday weekend. They'll either send it out on carousel stick. I guarantee that this year's travel nightmare is also next year's. Steve Patterson, NBC News. And we'll be right back in 60 seconds with what President Biden told Vladimir Putin during their critical phone call today. For the first time ever. We are back now with that high stakes phone call tonight between President Biden, one of his biggest adversaries, Vladimir Putin. The conversation the U.S. says the Russian president asked for with fears growing about a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Here's Richard Akel. Vladimir Putin had to wait until nearly midnight Moscow time for the call with President Biden. It seems when you ask for the call, you don't set the time. The call lasting less than an hour. The White House saying President Biden urged Putin to de-escalate tensions with Ukraine. Earlier, the Kremlin said Putin's goal was to hammer out an agenda ahead of key meetings with European allies, NATO members and Russia in less than two weeks. Those talks are expected to focus on the crisis in Ukraine. U.S. officials warn Putin may invade the former Soviet state. Russian forces are still near the border, even after President Biden recently warned Putin of tough economic sanctions if he goes ahead. The front line in eastern Ukraine is a drab and muddy warren of trenches and minefields. When we visited a few weeks ago, soldiers told us without American and NATO support, they wouldn't be able to hold back the Russian army for long. Putin, uh, I think, not stop in the Ukraine. If uh, we uh, don't stop it here, they go further. The Kremlin gave a positive readout of the call, describing it as frank and constructive, and said the American side showed a willingness to understand the Russian perspective. So, apparently, productive diplomacy. Peter? Richard Engel, thank you very much. And we're back in a moment with the intense body cam footage after police confronted a tiger at a Florida zoo. The governor reduced his sentence to 10 years. Aguilera Madero says his brakes failed causing that accident. 
That's NBC Nightly News for this evening. I'm Peter Alexander. We thank you so much for watching. Have a good night.
Jesus.